this can just revolutionize uh, border security, uh, make the Border Patrol happier, because they're not just sitting there looking at guarding a tree. They have something to do. They know there's something here. We've got to go and intercept it or do something. Good morning. It's Monday, December 13th, and this is the Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories, along with other important things going on in our community. Today, no matter where you sit on the political spectrum, we might all be able to agree that the open border is a problem, and right now it looks like there's no solution in sight. Unless, that is, you are Glenn Spencer of Palominas. He says he has invented a solution to protect the border and keep people from sneaking in. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsors at Lolly Automotive. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Lolly from the Lolly Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small town dealer friendly. Come into any one of the Lolly dealerships today, or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lolly deal. Nobody. Now some local history. 26 years ago, John and Julia Kirk built the bed and breakfast called Dreamcatcher Inn at Shirakawa and turned it into a successful business. Recently, the inn has been taken over by Philip Kesey and Ramon Ray Robles. Kesey and Robles wanted a change from their busy Denver lives and relief from shoveling snow as they headed into retirement. They searched for four years to find the perfect fit. Then on Realtor.com, they stumbled across the ad for the 13.6 acres in Pierce with an existing bed and breakfast. The couple, who have been together for 30 years, came in April, checked it out, and immediately bought the property they decided to call Dreamcatcher Inn at Chiricahua. Now they are updating and painting the rooms and clearing brush and scrub trees to expose the mountain views. And thanks to the former owners, they are already seeing returning guests from across the country. Today's story is brought to you by Benson Hospital. They're doing more than treating illnesses in Benson, they're building a healthier community. Benson Hospital is now collaborating with the Diaper Bank of Southern Arizona to provide diaper assistance to families in need. For more information, visit their website at bensonhospital.org. Now our feature story. This can just revolutionize uh, border security, uh, make the Border Patrol happier, because they're not just sitting there looking at guarding a tree. They have something to do. They know there's something here. We've got to go and intercept it or do something. No matter where you sit on the political spectrum, we might all be able to agree that the open border is a problem, and right now it looks like there is no solution in sight. Unless, that is, you are Glenn Spencer of Palominas. He says he has invented a solution to protect the border and keep people from sneaking in. He says his method is effective, cheap, and won't harm the environment. It also has metrics, a way to be accountable, and a way to see if the technology actually works, something that Spencer says is lacking in other systems. It was the Wild West. People were coming from every direction, running up the mountains across our property. And we posted these on the Internet, videos. And this is what, in large measure, let force the government to build a fence. I mean, if we can find a microbe under a rock on Mars, we can find people who are crossing our border. We have the technology to do it. If you don't have a border, you don't have a nation. 
The problem is that Spencer simply cannot get the federal government to pay attention. So after 18 years of working on his invention and at the age of 84, he has just about given up the battle. He's now turned the patent for the technology over to a couple of associates who will take up the gauntlet. Still, it burns him up that as a nation, we are not employing his system of unattended ground sensors. Spencer's invention is called Sidearm. It uses unattended ground sensors to detect when people are approaching the border. He says it can differentiate between humans and animals from 500 feet away. When Sidearm does detect a human, it quickly launches a drone with a camera that within just a couple of minutes could tell Customs and Border Patrol agents where to look for people crossing illegally and if they are carrying anything. It can even detect low-flying aircraft, ultralights, and drones, for example, that may be carrying contraband. Best of all, it is difficult to disable, since most of the pieces work independently of each other. The invention has the endorsement of the engineers of Northrop Grumman Corporation, an aerospace and defense technology company which, according to Spencer, has tested it and can testify that it can deliver. You might ask why we are not using this system. Spencer has presented Sidearm at a U.S. Air Force technology conference in 2018. He got the attention of the Department of Homeland Security and an appointment with a team from the Science and Technology Directorate at DHS who were going to see a two-day demonstration of his system. However, days before the event, the demonstration was cancelled, replaced with a one-hour video chat. Following that, Spencer received a rejection letter. After nearly two decades of working on the project, Spencer was disappointed and angry, to say the least. The fact is, the government went another direction. And although Spencer was a supporter of former President Donald Trump, he was against the wall, it can be seen from his front porch, for environmental reasons. For another, he knows his system will work. Now, since Spencer's interest in the patent has been transferred, he is moving on with his life, although parts and pieces of it can be seen throughout his house. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Here at Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista, we are hosting a free webinar on Wednesday, December 15th at 11 a.m. Pacific Time about the sandwich generation. Middle-aged adults who are raising a family while also tending to the needs of an aging parent or parents. To register for the free webinar, visit prestigecanhelp.com. Again, that's prestigecanhelp.com. Next, at an age when most law enforcement officers have long retired, 70-year-old Tom Allenon, the new chief of staff at the Cochise County Sheriff's Office, is still putting on the uniform and looking forward to helping the agency surge ahead. With the departure earlier this year of Mark Napier, the sheriff's first chief of staff, Sheriff Mark Daniels had to once again reorganize his department and determine who would best serve as his second-in-command. Daniels didn't have to look very far. The sheriff said Allenon, who had served in the sheriff's office for the last seven years and started out as a cop longer than 40 years ago, was the obvious choice. He has a master's degree, 46 or 47 years in law enforcement, and he was a former chief of police. While at Sierra Vista Police, Allenon said he was recruited by Daniels. When he arrived at the sheriff's office seven years ago, he was involved in various endeavors, including planning the regional communications center known as CECOM. Allenon said he's excited about his new role. There's a lot to accomplish. Next, an event going on this week that you should know about. Brought to you by our sponsors, Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative. You are probably spending a lot more quality time at home these days, keeping you and your family safe. And that can present some opportunities that you usually don't experience. Like maybe laughing together at a funny movie, or screaming together at a scary movie. 
pitching in to make a special dinner, or maybe you're keeping in touch with friends and relatives and other places on your devices. And it just so happens that many of the activities we're sharing with each other are made possible by electricity. At Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative, we know that you are depending on us both for fun and serious needs. And we want you to know that we're here for you day and night, sunshine or storm, easygoing times or trying times like now, making sure you're getting the power that you need every day to meet your needs. For over 85 years, through all kinds of tough times, we've been there for our members. And even though you may not see us, we're here for you now. Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative, owned by those we serve. A Sierra Vista Community Messiah Choir and local soloists will perform the Advent and Christmas portions of Handel's Messiah on Sunday, December 19th at 7 p.m. Handel's Messiah is a time-honored way to welcome the Christmas season. Under the direction of Reynaldo Romo, local musicians and singers from many different churches and community music groups will join together to present this concert for the 13th year. Also, we're excited to announce that the Herald Review Media team has just launched a local e-commerce website specifically for Cochise County businesses to sell their products and services. Now you can shop 24-7 online at your favorite local businesses participating on loveshoplocalaz.com. Check it out. Finally, we'd like to take a moment to remember the life of Mary Kathleen Fluharty Aubrey. Born in West Virginia, Mary was raised in Pennsylvania. As the oldest daughter of a brood spanning 14 years, she had many opportunities to take care of younger children. This served her well when she became a governess, working for several prominent families in the Pittsburgh area. Two years later, she attended college near Boston. Her first year there, she met her husband, George. They were married in 1958 while George was stationed in Kentucky, and their son Steve was born while they lived in Kentucky. George fulfilled his commitment to the Army, and they moved to New York, where their son Mark was born. Mary finished her BA in education and eventually achieved her master's. She taught at several elementary schools. Mary and George retired from the New York schools in 1978 and moved to Sierra Vista, where they both had careers as teachers. Mary was involved in missions from her early days in the Church of the Nazarene through her contributions to the Hands Against Hunger in Cincinnati to the unfinished baskets she had for a craft fair at Village Meadows Baptist Church. Thank you for taking a moment with us today to remember and celebrate Mary's life. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. Join us again on Tuesday. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. For more information on any of the stories you heard about today, visit us at myheraldreview.com. Right now, you can become a member starting at just $1.99 per week. Want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. Neighbor is a free online forum you can trust to connect with your community, focus on facts, and make a difference. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com.